A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode of the Long Run Podcast is sponsored by Sketches. everybody it's friday night it's seven o'clock it's a long run live streaming podcast i'll put my teeth in lovely to see everybody if you're out there you might not be you're probably at some street party or something you're probably having a whale of a time not thinking about us poor chaps who have to um, try and entertain and inform you every friday night by uh, giving you a podcast running offering in association with our good friends at sketches and the 40 runs running community but it is a very very special edition this week because it's number special 50 day. yeah 50 it's our own yeah. little jubilee yeah yeah there is there's two there's two big sort of celebrations going off around the uk and in malta today and that's um our 50th show and then something about some other person doing yeah, something, something else is going on extra yeah, bank we should we should have had a bank holiday anyway for us but then that's just the way yes. it goes you know well i tell you what I tell you what, we'll give everybody tomorrow and Sunday off. How about that? Well, that'd be lovely, but I've got to work tomorrow, so I can't. Ah, sorry about that, Wilco. I can't do anything about so it. So everybody apart from me. Yeah, everyone apart from me will get tomorrow and Sunday off as as a thank you from the Long Run Show for the last 50 episodes. Have we been going 50 episodes? And how are we still charting at number two in the UK, right? And how are we still number one? running podcasts in most of the world, Vietnam, Malta, Malaysia, Denmark, all these major, massive running countries. How is it? I don't, I don't understand it. It's, I mean, it's, it's certainly nothing that we ever sort of contemplate, you know, in no. all seriousness, the amount no. of positive response throughout, you know, we just thought, oh, we'll get together on a Friday, have a bit we of like a chat to and see what happens. Yeah. We like chatting about running, 
So let's like start talking about it on a podcast. And that's basically it. Mm. And half the time we don't actually talk about running, which is even more surprising, really. Mm. That's quite worrying, isn't it? You know, I'm sure there's sort of plenty of um, plenty of other podcasts out it's there. We've got the high technology yeah. and the planning Maybe. meetings and yeah. editorial get togethers yeah. yeah. and marketing strategies. Yeah. We, don't we do just blag it. I must say, actually, I've got to give a big shout out um, to all our guests who have been on over the last 50, 50 episodes. Uh, it's important, just being sensible for two seconds. We focus, as you guys know, hopefully by now, listening to this and some. And again, thanks ever so much, everybody who tunes in live. We do these live, we record these live, and then we put them out, come what may. Um, but yeah, big shout out to everybody who takes part in the live stream versions with all the questions and chucking it all in there, all the guys in the Facebook community and on YouTube. Big shout out to all the guests that we've had on um, over the last 50 episodes. We really, really do appreciate it. Massive love to Sketches for supporting um, the podcast as well. Big love to them. Um, just, yeah, massive. And by the way, the Go Run Ride 10, you need to buy those. Uh, I think they're actually now out on the UK website. So check those out if you're after a daily trainer. But yeah, just seriously, thanks ever so much to everybody. We really, really do appreciate it. Um, uh, we got some news this week at home. Uh, one of uh, Nick's close friends got some bad news. She's 30 years old, got told she's basically got cancer, paralyzed from the waist down, got an 18 month old baby, incurable. And it's like, what do you do? And then when you get that news and then you reflect on what we do and what we're able to do, you know, just today being out there and running, she's paralyzed from waist down. Um, it just it just highlights right again. It just narrows the vision on how lucky we are, and I know we don't take much seriously on here, right? But just honestly, please, people, just go out there and have some fun. It's, it's the most important thing, right? So we get we get one chance on this planet, and that just again for me this week after Edinburgh, we'll come on to that. It's just like okay, right? Do you know what I mean? Thirty years old, mm. eighty month old baby, so. There there's we go, always, people. There's always things out there that can put yeah. into perspective, aren't there? Yeah, just live it, right? Just live it. That's, that's live it to the max. There we go. Mm. That's what that's what we're determined to do, anyway. Now, Al, you sowed the seed of this podcast, really, in people's minds and things. Has it turned out as you thought it might? Oh, <laughs> and more, and more. No, <laughs> on a serious note, it, it came about because going on lots of runs with you guys and just chatting about nonsense. Like we just thought the world needed to hear this. And, you know, I'm pleased to say clearly they all agree. That's why we are number one all over the world and number two in the UK. Um, I suppose it's, it's, it's quite humbling to think that people will give up some time and we'll make the effort to download, to listen to what we've got to say when most of the time it's, it's verging on the nonsense. But, uh, uh, yeah, I think after nearly a year, and I think we've got you know a year's celebration soon. Um, we must be doing something right because people are still downloading, they're still listening, they're still firing yeah, in their cool. questions, cool. and uh, uh, yeah, it, it's great to be involved. Toby, you've got a bit of sort of um, professional nous about this sort of thing. You do this for a living and try. No, and can I, real are we real getting cut. any better? No, real cut. I've got to stop you there, right? Because today was classic. Just before, because what Al just talked about, right? Mm. Today, he's sitting there because he can't run. He was getting heckled by people, calling him speed goat. Why aren't you running? So whoever's been, people who listen to this 
<laughs> and they're heckling him while he's at runs. It was so funny to hear the people who listened to this podcast were actually also now giving a tobe a hard time while he's at runs. It was so good. It was so, so good. Sorry, bro. Bad, I had to it? get it in. It was like, oh, no, I was just minding my own business with a camera. Look, look at the comment. that. And then Hope, the told off car kept them moving around the course. Hope Speedgoat is a better runner than he's a cameraman. <laughs> he has, to be fair, he, has, he hasn't seen the footage yet. No, it comes out tomorrow. For those who oh, are at the Olympic Park today, the video comes out tomorrow. And it's basically us just cocking about doing, we were doing very good jumps and uh, planes. And I don't know why, right? Maybe someone can let me know in the um, comments or send an email into godsavethequeen at gmail.com. But... For some reason, when Simon was making his wings um, on the podcast, I'm making, putting my arms out, making like a plane. Simon was also doing the plane noises as we went past the cameraman. <laughs> I don't know why we did that. We was doing the wings, right, for the camera, but he was also making the noises. And you have to. I'm, I'm not sure why. And then he but realized. Even he said he didn't realize he was doing it till afterwards. I just got lost in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to say, having watched it, he was the absolute. I've got to say, he was the absolute star of that Edinburgh video. Oh, the comments. Have you seen some of the... Uh, by the way, every, thanks to everybody, right? Uh, again, for, for everyone who, sh- who sent in a, the comments on that video, right? Uh, if you've not seen it, check it out. It's warts and all. Um, and it's all the emotions that you get from a marathon. But Simon, at the end of that video, absolutely nails it. If you've not seen it, you'll wet yourself. And the funniest thing that I think is that Edinburgh Marathon, the people who run it, have liked the liked all the posts and stuff and commented and said how much you know thanks very much anyway they clearly haven't watched it to the end because they they listen to what he says about that and and you didn't hear the funniest thing is the cat were luck, not lucky really the camera didn't pick him up because he was swearing about the course from about two hundred meters away as he come up because I shouted oh Simon he's coming towards me and all you could hear him was swearing about that course. Right, effing this, effing that, and this and that, and then he comes through me. And if you notice, he doesn't even see to say, "Are you right, Forty? You're, you're okay?" He just blasts straight through and just tells them where they can put the put the phrase. Oh, it's so funny! Watch yeah, the end of that video, people, true. if you're not seen it. It's so good, so so good. So you had a good time. So you have had a good time. You've been out doing the ten k at the Olympic Park this morning, and now you did the ten k at Hatfield Broad Oak. Yes. So for those that are not familiar, Hatfield Broad Oak is a little village in uh, North Essex. I think they've been doing this 10K for 10 or 12 years. And it is what I call a genuine community race. It's a race where the community want you to be there. um, And you don't feel like you're disturbing them, that you're disrupting them and you're getting in the way. So the village made cakes, you know, come here if that's what you're into. So it's a thoroughly good race course and certainly recommend it for, for one to look out for. Good T-shirt as well for those on the mm. podcast. T-shirt, some Matt Ormaz, T-shirt, all of Very that. nice. Actually, some kudos to Edinburgh. I don't know about you boys, but I thought the T-shirt was pretty good. Yeah, I've been out for a spin in mine. I went out on Thursday. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's, uh, I thought it was uh, I thought it was all right. Um, mm. as, as T-shirts go, we'll come on to that, people. Because today <laughs> we're talking about Edinburgh Marathon. We're talking about get over marathons. We're also talking about wooden uh, race medals and T-shirts. Not wooden T-shirts, but wooden race medals and T-shirts. Oh, by the way, I want to talk about Brighton Marathon because someone told me it's 80 quid. 
And now I don't know whether that's true or not. Can someone let us know in the comments live if Brighton Marathon next year, if that's true, if it's 80 quid? Because if it is, uh, I, I might get a little bit upset. Also, Wilco, everyone's asking what's in your Nike box. Oh, lots of top secret documents that I've got to take back to MIC. So there's no running more. shoes in there? No. Oh. Sorry. You've got it's a running of, shoe box. You've got us all excited. Sorry, bits of paper. Oh, sorry. Sorry, viewers. Uh, so for the podcast, Wilco's got a, like, a Nike box. And everyone's thinking he's got like, a pair of Alpha Flies. He's gone from yeah. Brooks and he's gone to Alpha it's, it's yet another box in my newly uh, moved into uh, abode that has yet to be unpacked. Oh, right. Someone just said, no, they pay 50 quid for Brighton. Thank God for that. I was um, about to is. lose it. Early bird was 55. Then they had some 65. Uh, current price is 75 pounds. 75 at the moment? Yeah. and it's closing nobody, nobody book it. Let's all refuse. Nobody do Brighton next year. Let's all refuse to do it. At 75 quid, jog on. No chance. 75 pounds? No. Everybody, if, ever, if we all refuse, they'll have five runners. Because that early bird, they probably sold five tickets. No, let's say ten. Let's all refuse and then all go down there on the day in March. What do we think? It's ten months out as well and they're they're closing entries. Ten months out saying it's the last chance. No, no chance. I think it's absolute daylight robbery. Jog on. Go and do another marathon, people. How much was York, Wilco? Oh, I can't remember. 60 quid? 50 quid? Something like that. 50 quid? How much was Edinburgh? Does anyone, anyone remember? Well, well I, I, I was supposed to do COVID year, so the check went that. quite some time ago. Yeah, let us know in the comments how much Edinburgh was, but not that I would recommend Edinburgh, even though some people liked it. But I, I would say that it's, um, yeah, it's probably more value than, I just suppose you've got to stay, it depends where you are in the country as well, right? And yeah. all in the world, because don't forget, boys, we are global um, now. I saw actually Ben Parks today posted a video. He'd done the, uh, he'd done the 235 marathon, if anyone didn't know. But he'd done the Bermuda half marathon. Check that video Ooh. out. That looks quite cool. I fancy a bit of that. Nice. I've been to Bermuda. It's quite nice. What do you think, Toby? Do you fancy going over to Bermuda? And it's only a half. Yeah, it's only a half. It's hilly, though, I think, Bermuda. I remember That's it being right. really hilly. But at least they're honest about the fact it's hilly. Yes, because, right, listen to this. So Edinburgh Marathon organisers won't be listening to this, right? But here's what we established. In Actually, this is straight up. So... Wilco, don't get nervous with your lawyers, but on the website of the Edinburgh Marathon, I kid you not, it does say, is it's either flat and fast or fast and flat. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Spigo. They use those two words, right? But, and you see the graph, and it looks a massive downhill section, and then it looks really really flat, right? If you actually take out the first five miles – and then look at the graph, the elevation. It looks a totally different course. It is a totally different looking course because the net of it, yeah, is flat because they net it out with the, the climb. But if you take it out of toe, have you still got it? I'm not saying it's really no, hilly, no, people. Yeah. Right? I'm not saying it's like a major hilly marathon. But when you when they sell it as flat and fast, I think they've got to be they've got to be a bit careful because it's not. It's it's rolling, which is not – if you enjoy that and you're used to that sort of running, no problem at all with that. Chelmsford was like that. It was like rolling. You was you was never really flat. You you was in Edinburgh for a small section along the promenade, but it was like a rolling course, which is fine. Again, it's enjoyable for some people. They like that, yeah? Chelmsford's very similar. But you can't advertise it as flat and fast, really, when you're trying to net it out because of a massive downhill section. So take the first five miles out 
And of course, it's a totally different picture. And you also, it's not, um, what was the other thing they said? Europe, was it Europe's biggest or second big, UK's second biggest marathon or something? But what they're doing is they're taking into account the whole weekend because it's a 5K, 10K, half and marathon. And it's like they're, they're selling it, ain't it? But there was, I think someone said there was like 8,000 people doing the marathon. Again, might be wrong. But so they've got to be a bit careful. Not that I'm mm. bitter about anything or anything, but I just, okay. it was interesting. We had time in our hands on the train, uh, on the plane, sorry, on the way back, and we was looking it up. Because so, we were well, we might as well dive into last weekend then. Um, uh, well, hang on, hang on. Before we do that, should we get into, because there's quite a few questions already coming in. Uh, what all right, you we'll do a bit of question roundup, and then you can yeah, all right. All right. boil your blood for a little while, and then you can yeah. let off a bit I've of I've had sleep. a lot of food, people, so I'm, like, pumped. And I had a lot of sugar from afters. <laughs> I had cheesecake with ice cream. Oh. What flavour cheesecake? Huh? What flavour cheesecake? Lemon. Mm. Yeah, nice. Well, because Monday, see, Monday the diet starts. I'm going back 100% vegan and I'm going on my diet on Monday. So I'm literally going full out. Everything you've got, if, it, if, if it's not moving and I'm near, it's going to get eaten between now and Monday. I'll so, be careful. Mm. Yeah, so don't I don't come around. Actually, Wilco, I was around, I was going to come around. I was around the corner from you, though. Sorry, the viewers don't. So care. just before just before we dive in with a few questions, please, you know, you can always email us at um, longrunshow at gmail dot com, mm. or if if you're on during the show, please put your um, put your comments on and we can read them out. But um, Toby sent a link on the Facebook, so if you could get on that, then. Um, we can see who you are, and then we can give you a name shout out as well, rather than just because otherwise they just come up as Facebook user on our um, portal thing. So uh, mm. we can't actually say who's saying it. And it's lovely to give you a name check, and uh, particularly if you've bothered to make a comment, it's nice to uh, give you some respect I, for doing just, it. Just bothered listening, really, today. I expected everybody to be out in the street, absolutely upside down and eating. Fair play to them for tuning into this rubbish for whatever it's been on for. So, Al, what we got, mate? Oh. Yeah, we've got we've got a few questions in already. So question number one, topical, given that we're talking about the cost of marathons, we've got triple X, triple X wanting to know what do we think is a reasonable price for a marathon? So what would we be prepared to pay and, and not okay. cope? Let's, let's spin this round. Yeah, let's spin this round. Al, what would you say first? Well, I think it depends on... Um, what goodies you're getting. So we're going to come on to T-shirts and medals. Um, but mm. I suppose for me, under the £50 mark kind of hits the sweet spot. Toe? Yeah, so I think it varies depending on the type of marathon. Mm. If it's if you're up at Dorney somewhere like that or if you're in London. Okay. All, all right, so Dorney and not a major. Well, so let's say local and bigger event. Fair? Yeah, so I think local, maybe around the 30 quid mark, something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that event, single venue, they don't have to close roads. Yeah, but that's just thing. not going to happen, is it? Um, you know, you've got then, people charging 50 quid for 10Ks in London. Hold your fire, Wilco, you'll get your chance. I'm just saying. You'll get yeah, your chance. I reckon, get... Yeah, I reckon, but you know, you've only got one venue to pay for. You haven't got to close roads and stuff like doing London. So London, I think, somewhere, if you're doing a big... Or, or, or other cities, there like are other cities. Yeah, other cities. Let's say in a city, around fifty quid mark, up to okay. fifty. Okay. Right, Wilco, now's your chance. Go. Yeah, I would say you know fifty quid, bit more, sixty tops, really. 
Mm. What's the Great North Run out of interest before I answer? <sighs> 60 quid? I don't know. Something I don't like know that? how much these things are. Right, anyway, my point, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. I think local event, uh, reasonably well. For me, it's about support and the enjoyment of the day. As, a, as I keep saying about it, it's more about the enjoyment for me than anything else. Yes, I like to run times, but that's really to focus my training so I don't just sit down and watch Netflix because um, I could quite easily do that. But I think thir- between 30 and 40 quid, I think it's okay for a marathon. I appreciate how much they've got to do in terms of organising and stuff. Um, Dorney, for example, they've got to rent that place. can't be cheap. And I think a bigger event, I'm happy to pay about 60, 65 quid. If 65 quid, I'll play at a push. 75 quid is a liberty for the Brighton Marathon. They, they put that up as a big event. And I, I think that mm, I'm not so sure. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm about 60, 65 quid. Yeah, 50 quid for the Great North Fund. I think that's on the money because that's, that's 60,000 people. That's a huge event up in Newcastle. I think that's about right. But I, I do think that, um, I do think they're starting to take the mickey in terms of how far it's going. How much it costs mm-hmm. to close roads. Yeah, we get that. Um, we're coming on to race medals, but a lot of these people are doing sustainable medals, which I think is right, by the way. Um, so the cost of that's coming down. T-shirts and stuff. Yes, all that all that prices have gone up because you have to ship it all in from different places in the world. But I don't know. It, when, when, my point is, where is it going to stop? Because uh, the way we're going, I can see it's been at some races at 100 quid. Yeah, when's I, the I, first £100 race going to be? And, and, and the thing is, all right, a lot of people, and I, I make a run, it's running is free. You can just go out and run. So I don't know. I I do think they're starting to starting to be a bit short. Now that's what I'm saying. Let's talk. Let's do. You know. Let's start a movement. Let's you know not go to Brighton Marathon next year for charging seventy five quid. But people can still do it, and they because you yeah. know they want to do it. Fair play to them. Whatever. Do whatever you want, people. Have fun. Yeah. Right. Where else? We else we... So very topical. We're talking about cost of living crisis of marathons. So so Billy Chapman's got a question about um, shoes. Bear with me. Mm-hmm. There is a link. So as new brands come out and new versions come out and the older versions are cheaper, I know people like to stock up, particularly if they're versions that they like. But does the midsole perish if it's kept for a length of time? I've never kept shoes that long to test that theory out. So okay. I'm well, not one to comment, uh, really. That's interesting, Billy. Hopefully you've seen the video I put out this week, at the start of this week. I did uh, two, it's two part. I did first one was like all the new shoes that are going to be coming out second half of the year that I'm looking forward to because June or usually signals the start of the sort of second wave of new shoes that come out. They sort of come between now and September-ish, but um, most of them over the next month or so. And then I did a second one, which was like, are you one of those people that just go and buy the older versions of the shoes because there's some really, really good value to be had. So I highlighted some of the shoes that were on sale because what a lot of the brands are doing, and rightly so, it's up to them, is they're literally just switching a couple of things, maybe chuck a new upper on it, tweak a little bit of the geometry and go, there you go, that's another 150 quid, please, boss, where you could buy last year's model. So the Peg Trail 3, which you uh, 4, which you won't see because it's blurred out, to be honest with you, apart from the outside, it's exactly the same as the Peg Trail 3. Go and buy that. You can get it for under 100 quid. That's about 130 quid there. So it, there's a lot of value to be had. In terms of um the midsole perishing 
the only thing I would say is when I when I track out an old favourite, like I don't know, pair of glide rides or you know whatever, something that I've had in the in the garage for a few years, and I just fancy you know talking about them. They do feel, I don't know, maybe I'm lucky again, right? So I put that out there. I'm lucky. I'm, I'm running in a, new shoes all the time. But you do, you do kind of feel that they're they're lacking a little bit of something. Um, but again, I'm running in a lot of the time new shoes that are hardly broken down or anything like that. So it's a, it's a bit what they call through so and so glasses. But yeah, I, I don't know. It comes, right. I think it does a little bit, but I don't think it probably perishes as much as maybe it used to because of the quality of of, of the um, materials that they're using in the shoes. That's my answer to that. Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers ArchFit Footwear. Okay, I know what you're thinking. ArchFit Footwear? Ah, I don't need arch support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favourite trainers. You see, Skechers ArchFit are great for virtually everybody. ArchFit was designed by experts giving you podiatrist-certified arch support and all-day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers ArchFit. Find Skechers ArchFit Footwear for men and women everywhere. Now we was going to um, no. we're going to push on now. Just get let's okay. get Edinburgh out of the way, shall we? All right, the elephant in the room, the Edinburgh in the room, the elephant. Yeah. That's what I did there. So, let's. I mean, you've documented your um, your experience to some degree on the uh, video, which everybody can catch up to on the YouTube channel. But um, how do you look back on it now? Sort of like a week later because there was a lot of gut reaction in that video, wasn't there? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Right. And Toe can tell you because I was sitting on the plate. I was sitting in, I basically from the minute I finished, I could, I couldn't work it out. I, cu- I and I still, we were still talking about it when we landed in Stansted in the car. I still couldn't put my finger and all they were saying, it's just one of those things. It's just a bad day in the office. It's just one of those things. And I, I couldn't, I just, it, it was puzzling me. It's the first time I've gone and and um, run for a time and not achieved that. It's the first time that's happened to me, right? So I will usually set a goal and I've achieved it. So um, it caught me, it caught me off, but I couldn't work out what had, had gone wrong. Now, now I, I said in the video, I had some cramping in my right rib. Um, I, I don't know whether I've actually pulled it because I've still got a little bit of it now. So I don't know whether I actually pulled a muscle, but what I, I also thought, I drank a load of water, too much water in the room. Um, more than I ever did, and I don't know why. I, I think I was just panicking about uh, being hydrated. And, and I don't know why I did that. And every time I took water on from about mile 19, and we was having to take more water on, I felt, mm. because of the humidity and the heat that was there that day. But every time I got that, I then got the cramp. So then I had to walk. And then, so then as you're walking to get rid of that, the lactic acid is building up. So it's harder to get going. So that and then you want more water and you get yeah, stuck in the vicious circle. And the pain was chronic. You know, it was, it was crude, but it was trapped wind. Cause when I sat down, yeah. I did a mass, massive, you know, you know what? Um, and you could probably hear it in Glasgow. It was that, it was that loud, <laughs> but it was trapped wind. And I, it was from the water. And I, I put that down to the matter. But that said, I still got a slight pain even running today. Mm. I felt it a bit, but it could have been. Just a, a side effect of that. Um, in terms, so of, where did it start going wrong then? 
So, well, we was crew at halfway. We was two minutes ahead, bang on, bang on pace, but it felt harder than it should have done. Now we ran a one thirty eight half a couple of weeks before that, and be fair to we wasn't picking each other up off the floor. So to go through at one fifty, and feeling a little bit puffed, I said to Simon, "Something we're not on for this today because we, we we should go through this and feel absolutely tickety boo at this pace." Um, that didn't make any sense. So I, I left Si and I kicked on and then we got into that stage of that course. Now, if anybody's not done has done anybody, you'll know what I mean, but we're up to 17, 18 miles and we go, you're, you're climbing. So I was okay. I relaxed because I thought, well, if I'm climbing this section, I'm going to get the downhill and I can pick up what I've lost. Cause I was, I think I said it on the video, I was running 838s and I needed yeah. 834s, 835s per mile. And then you went out in some soppy person's house that we didn't need to go around with like a bit of gravel that it was just a joke. I don't know why we went around that bit of house. It was just pointless. So, but anyway, they took us around his house, but I don't know why, but it still didn't feel like when I came out of that, that I was going downhill. Hmm. Now, again, the cramping was worse. So my mind was a little bit blurry. Okay. And I kind of probably checked out by about then. And all I'm thinking at the moment, all I was thinking is I just run 10 minute miles, just get back 10 minute miles. You'll still be under four hours, but the cramping got worse and worse and worse. Um, as I say, because I was taking water on because I wanted to be hydrated because of the heat. And then every time I, I took that and it got worse. So I just, I just got it. I just brought it home. I accepted that it wasn't my day. And then I say it's taken me, it took me a couple, um, what, 36 hours, something like that to sort of process it and realize that actually training wasn't too bad uh, because like today we ran out 51 minutes and we was really mucking about and still put in a 51 minute. Yeah. Uh, I was running seven minute, seven and a half minute miles on Wednesday. You know, if you've done, if you, Tobe can tell you, if you've done a, a marathon and you've gone full kilter at it, you, you're going to be, you're going to need to take really good care of yourself for at least a week and a half, two weeks. Hmm. The fact that I'm pushing out that sort of time, not really that bothered, tells you, all right, that I, firstly, I backed off and, you know, I was, I walked, I think, 17 minutes in total, which showed me on my Garmin or 18 minutes. Um, so, Bear that in mind, but still, quite you know, a lot, isn't it? yeah, well, yeah, it, it was. So when you add that up, it was three forty-eight, three hours, 48 worth of running and, you know, whatever it was walking, which I kind of like on the stats, by the way, but it just shows you that fitness wise, I must be okay to be able to recover that quick. And I always say it's um, recovery, how you gauge your fitness. Mm. Uh, and I recovered very quickly. As I say, I was out today, 51 minutes. Whatever, right? So, all right, next week's a half marathon. That'll be a different kettle of fish. Uh, and we are still technically recovering. So I'm taking care of my body. But, it, yeah, it just it, – I just now look at it and go, actually, training probably wasn't too bad. I couldn't do, as I said, strength training or conditioning or anything like that because of what I had the surgery. I wasn't allowed to put any pressure onto my, around my head. I couldn't get in the pool because of the bleeding that I was getting. Um, I couldn't risk any of that. So um, I couldn't do any strength and conditioning, uh, and then I picked up the running. So it was it was one or the other. Uh, so I was I was pleased, but yeah, I think you know it is it is what it is. Bad day in the yeah. office, and we and we move on. I mean, I um, I said on here that you know a really good time for me would be four and a half hours, and the first half went really well, and I got through in about two eleven. It was going great, and I just think I just run out of puff. Really, I think I wouldn't say. Oh, I hit the wall at 
20 miles each day. I just think mentally I did go a little bit because people were having a tough time and lots of people were walking. And and I think sometimes when other people are walking, you think, oh, well, I'll just have a little walk as well. And then you get, Mm. it's like. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Falling into the trap then and... You try, it's like trying to swim after a yacht. You know, it's not going very fast, but you're just no, never no. going to catch up again. Yeah, there was there was people, uh, Wilco Tsai said this, there's people stopping and looking down the road and like, how am I going to do this? The worst thing you can do is, is literally stop dead. You need to mm-hmm. keep walking. But they were literally stopping. I had someone, I, I almost crashed into them, stop straight dead in front of me and like just stand there, <laughs> which I understand, right? Because it's quite daunting. You're at mile 22, you think, jeez, I've got four miles to go. What am I going to do? But you need to keep moving. Even if you are walking, there's nothing wrong with walking in a marathon, people. Don't, get that out of your head. You can walk in a marathon. No one's going to say that. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. So if you if you want to walk, walk. Don't worry about it. But make it sure it's, once you've recovered that 30 seconds, it's an active walk. And keep those legs moving. Because like I said, I got stuck with lactic acid and that's what was happening to me. Cramping, stop, water, walking, lactic acid, trying to get going again. It's the mm. worst thing that can happen. Um, but yeah, I, I, bruv, when I saw you, you looked like you was having the best time ever. And, and please, if you've not seen the video, I think it's worth recapping what Wilco had to eat on the Saturday. So Wilco, <laughs> for breakfast, what did you have? I had two McDonald's sausage egg McMuffins and a hash brown. Okay, for lunch, you went light. What was it? Fish and chips. <laughs> With a? Um, yeah, pint of lager. Pint of lager. And then because you thought I've got a marathon the next day, I'm going to go easy. What did you then go for dinner? Well, we had I had uh, dough balls. Not we, and you. <laughs> spaghetti and meatballs and a couple uh, more beers. What about the starter? And a big ice cream. Oh, yeah, the dough balls, mate. I've mentioned the starter. And three and a half pints. And a big bag of crisps when I got back to the hotel. And, and you purchased a four-pack of? Lower no, I didn't. I didn't buy any beer, and I wish I had because just I to, I <laughs> ah, because I'll pass on. This is what happened to me afterwards. Yeah. I don't know whether you've been informed about what happened to me afterwards. You'd obviously gone swanning off to Stansted. I'm going back into Edinburgh to meet Hayden and yeah. um, Gemma and a few others in the pub at the station. I'm um, I'm getting the park and ride. That was a 25 minute walk to park and ride centre. Yeah. My phone died. Yeah. So I, but just before I said, I'll see you soon, my phone's died. Put it on the thing. Then I get to, we get on the bus, traffic's bad. I get back into Edinburgh and we're completely miles away from 
mm. where we were at the start. We're at a different part of Edinburgh. I say to the bus driver, which way is the railway station, mate? He says, it's that way. And I've got no phone. So I've got no money for a cab. I've no, got no nothing. Google Maps or anything. So I spent I, – I asked a delivery lad where the station was, and he pointed me in the wrong direction. And I spent – if anybody's been there, Edinburgh, we've talked about how flat the course is marketed it. The city centre is not flat at all. There no. are lots of big girls. So you always, say, you always say walk your marathon off. Well, yeah. I did it about yeah. in an hour and a half, virtually constantly walking after the race, and I ended up doing 68,000 steps on Sunday. Not bad. Tobe, how many steps did you do? Because, by the way, if anybody's not realised, Toby's broken at the moment. He broke himself. Can I just – we had a game plan, right? Wilco, I don't know whether you heard this, Al. You'll be interested in this. Because uh, as a coach, to see what you would um... – oh, by the way, Ryan Sullivan. Hi, guys. I'm in need of a coach. Yeah, email us, um, whatever it is. What's the email address? Longmanshow at gmail.com. Yeah, email us, Ryan. We'll sort you out. Um, yeah, we'll we'll find someone. <laughs> yeah, there's three of them here, but I wouldn't necessarily – no. Um, <laughs> just email us and we'll, we'll, we'll hook you up. But anyway, yeah. So he said to us um, at the start, I'm going to do this positive split burn, 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 race strategy because we told him – if you remember last week, run with us, get you to get you to halfway, chill out, and then see what you've got because you've not run for six weeks. Mile and a half in, speed goats looked round, and off he's gone. And then what did you do, Tobe? You broke yourself. I ran a marathon. Yeah, he broke himself. He, I, he's I lame. Say, I didn't. I didn't go off. I was taking advantage of the downhill sections. No, he broke himself. Oh, so what's hurting? Ahead of you? What's hurting? So- was hurting my leg yeah he's, he's honestly he's broken he didn't run today that's why he got hammered by all those people um he's generally not he's generally not running he's, he's off running because he's done aren't you giving up yeah i don't like it anymore okay, he yeah. even threatened to get his bike out i was i mean from 10k i kind of knew the six weeks weren't going to help <laughs> got to about and it was all sort of going going all right to about mile 17 which seems to be the general consensus of uh, edinburgh marathon mile 17 mm. seems to be where everyone feels uh not gonna do it and then from then i, I definitely positive split it just by a little bit more than i wanted to mm. and broke <laughs> but i put on instagram a video of him he couldn't you know when you walk you bend your knees he couldn't bend his knees it was so funny watching him walk around and then we got and we got to Stansted and it was get off the plane. We had to go down the steps and then instead of like, you know, going along one of them walkway things, they made him go up the steps as well. Oh, was, it, well we were waiting ourselves. It was so funny. It was funny. But yeah, so, entertainment. yeah, there were just a couple of things I wanted to say about Edinburgh, a couple of observations that I noticed mm. about the event that perhaps if anybody's listening, they might want to bear in mind for next year. In some cases, there were two miles signs. So like you'd go... You'd get to sort of like 18 miles and then there'd be another 18-mile sign about 400 yards down the road. So I don't know how that might have happened. Also, I was very surprised that it's such a race like that, Well, which is probably due to the fact that the start was pretty chaotic, that there were no places. No. I'll be honest. I think the whole thing was chaotic. You're absolutely right. There was about 18 different mile markers for just one mile. So it confused the hell out of you. Also, I think what was an absolute shambles, and, and this is a deadly serious point to anybody looking to do Edinburgh, I wouldn't bother because getting the bus back apparently was a joke. You have to get a bus back. If Yeah, if we booked a cab um, because we needed to get lively out of there, 
And I would recommend if you can afford it to do the same. But it, it's, it was absolute chaos getting back. And everybody's moaned about it that I've spoken to about the bus situation. People didn't know where they were going. People didn't, were queuing for hours. If you're, if you're doing Edinburgh Marathon, well, don't. Because the, the bus situation, they really need to sort that out. It, it was, and there wasn't enough toilets at the start, by the way. It really upsets me when, when you're seeing ladies having to jump into bushes to go for wee. I mean, I'm a bit old school, but I think that's, that's not necessary. They clearly did not have enough toilets at Edinburgh Marathon. Uh, they, they didn't sort that out. To see the ladies having to jump into bushes, I think it's bang out of order. Um, so they need to they need to sort it out. I know they're not listening to this, so they don't care. But, but I would just on the positive side, it. I would also like to say thank you very much for the love that we got. Yeah, so massive. There was a lovely lady from um, massive. Unfortunately, we didn't catch her name. She had a um, Leeds Half Marathon T-shirt on, and she took mm. a picture of it. She was so excited. Oh, I can't yeah. believe it! It's a forty miles. And a lady said exactly the same. I was out on the course. She said, "Oh, I can't believe you wait till I tell my husband I've seen you and all this sort of thing." Nah, man. It's a bit, you know, it's lovely, really nice. So appreciate it. It was, a, and if you want to go to Edinburgh, Edinburgh's lovely. Yeah. You might oh, want to Edinburgh's go to Edinburgh. Yeah. Lovely. I tell you what, people, do the half. I've not seen one negative thing about the half marathon. Um, so do the half. It is an early start. It's an eight o'clock start, but I've not seen one negative thing um, about the half marathon. So maybe that, that could be worth it. Right. So let's move on. That's it. To wooden medals, people, because there was the ride hundred. That was got me worried because that's London Marathon, our friends of the show, London Marathon events. Um, they did, they put the ride 100 on that Toby signed me up for next year. And I'm doing no training for it. You can all jog on. I'm not training for it. Um, but I'm worried that we're going to get a wooden medal from London. Let's see, right? But um, the, we saw, I can't remember who it was, Wear Tens, massive fan of that event. No problem. But they've gone for a wooden medal. Is this thing and is this now a new thing? And I've got no problem with it, to be honest with you. It's, it's up to people. A lot of people just put them in drawers and stuff like that. Makes sense to me. I get it. Um, but I know there is people who generally like the medals. Me personally, I think if it's a, if it's a big event, I don't know how you justify that, but because some people's big event is their first ten k. And actually, good point. Massive love to run through for today. Right? They ran they ran out of the jubilee medals through no fault they're on. Um, but they ran out of the Jubilee medals today and they were taking people's numbers to give, send them out to much as I thought was awesome. Um, but what they did do, our, one of our lady runners from Monday night did her first ever 10 K uh, today, which was just incredible. So big shout out to Jag who came through um, and she, uh, all the medals have been put away, but Lucy from run through had one that she was showing people to say, Oh, this is what you, you know, you'll get in the post. She gave that to Jag. I thought it was a lovely touch. Uh, she didn't need to do that. So big shout out to Runford. It just shows you what nice people they are and, and mm. how well organised that they, you know, they do the stuff events. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to know on this. I'm, I'm not bothered either way. As long as it's not like a, if London Marathon starts going to wooden medals, I might think mm, a bit strong. But apart from that, I ain't really that bothered. What do we think, boys? Al, you don't want to get me started. Now, go I do have a strong view about medals. Go on, go, go. Um, and it's not often we get political, and this is going to be political with a small p. I think it's just a gimmick. I don't actually believe that when race organisers are talking about running sustainable races, they're actually doing that. You know, it's lip service. Uh, you know, I think if you are going to start having a serious conversation 
about putting on sustainable races and being carbon neutral. There's so much more that can and should be done. We had an example today. I love the Hatfield Broadoak 10K. I will always sign up for it. But our bib was handed to us in an envelope. That envelope was in my possession for about five seconds uh, before it went in the bin. So there's just loads of little things that can be done if organisers are serious about going carbon neutral. If it's about saving money, be honest. You know, say, look, cost of living crisis. We know races are expensive. You know, we've just spent 20 minutes talking about it. If it's going to save you a fiver with a wooden medal, be honest about it. Tell us it's a cost saving measure rather than trying to portray their kind of politics as being a bit green and a bit trendy because of climate change, because I don't really believe it. And I have to caveat this. I work in this sector. So in terms of environmental impact, I kind of know there is so much more race organised could be doing and telling us about if that's what their serious intent is. So that's why I think it's a gimmick. I'm sorry to get a little bit political, but it no, really right. drives me nuts. No, I get to point you're out, right, mate. I, get right, you're bang metal, I don't think I'll sign up next year. Yeah. What I my opinion is that um, with regard to the Wear Ten that's put on by Wear Joggers, who are a great local club to us, a great community group, and if it enables them to save some money, and it's a charity thing as well, they give money to um, the Hearts Air Ambulance. To be honest, I'd rather they did that. I'd rather they gave them money and I had a wooden medal. I've got no qualms about that at all. But having seen that Ride London had a wooden medal. I'm beginning to think, hold on a minute, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, we're an elite event. We're a, you know, this is this is a cream of the crop event. It's on a par with the London Marathon. It's a cycling equivalent of doing the London Marathon. And you can't, you cannot present yourself as being the best of the best if it appears, I don't know what the manufacturing costs are in from that, if it appears that you're offering an inferior product in terms of a medal yeah it costs about it costs wilco it costs about four or five quid right by the time you shipped it per medal from metal one Mm. so for a wooden one it's probably been sourced here over here yeah and don't forget freight is done by weight right Mm. so uh, those wooden medals weigh as much as a piece of paper right so they're saving a lot of money and you've also got you know there's also the saving the freight costs you know the, the brexit related yeah, red tape so, and all that sort of thing if they're doing it at home. I am with Al on this. Yeah, I don't I just wish people to be honest. Yeah, no, that's the thing, isn't it? It's that's the I don't thing. think I don't think they're saying, Oh yeah, no, we're going green and we're doing yeah. this and doing that because there isn't anybody who says, Oh, well, I don't actually want to save the planet. I'm not interested. No. I think we all like to do our bit, we all like to put our stuff in recycling and try and yeah, do yeah. stuff like that. But I just think that I think they're taking the mick a bit, particularly these big races. Yeah. No, you're right. When they say it's not our thing. And I I know know what's going to happen. I think the more people do it, the more we'll see. We'll see it more and more. And if they do it for the London Marathon, it's going to kick off. Yeah, but they don't care. You think London Marathon events is is a money-making machine. We see that from the virtual marathon, right, how much they make from that. So they're all about – I know they've got a charitable trust and they do great stuff with that. But fundamentally, it's a money-making machine, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't be still be banging on about the virtual marathon again. But it's, it goes back to what Al was saying. If you actually stop and think about it, there's so many much more they could do before they get to the point of wooden medals, like giving you plastic bags 
um, and giving you plastic bottles and giving you stuff in plastic wrappers in those plastic bags mm. before you get to the point of the difference between a wooden medal and a metal medal, right? Do you know what I mean? It's like, but like as we've always said on this show, and we've said this from, I know we're on our 50th episode, but we've been saying this when we was like larking about on Clubhouse. We always, I always go back to that default position, which is give the people a choice. Mm. 30 quid, no medal, T-shirt, job done, made from recycled kit, whatever. 40, 35 quid or 40 quid, medal, it's wooden, it's pony, but if you want a medal, have it. It's 40 quid entry. Now, you can do whatever you want with that, whether you decide to pay for a tenner for that medal or not. But give the people the decision um, about that than just say, we're going sustainable because everybody else is and we're going to give you a wooden medal because, oh, by the way, we just say £3 per medal. Thanks very much. So, yeah. I, I like your point, though, Wilco, about uh, smaller events like um, where where money's going to the charity, Essex uh, Heart and Heart Air Ambulance. Um, so, you know, you've got, again, big caveat to that. Uh, mm-hmm. if, the, if it's a charity raising exercise, you know, I wouldn't, <laughs> controversial, I wouldn't have a problem, and they do one of the best medals, if, if um, London Landmarks, for example, went for a wooden medal, just to give you an example, because that money, Tommy's, mm. right? I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with that because that is a charity-based event. That's where I'm at. Again, it's all opinion, uh, and they, they, do some, they do some of the best medals at Landmarks and T-shirts, but that's, you know, that's where I'm. How would you feel if, how would you feel if, um, you entered the race and you ticked the box and said, I'd like a medal and you didn't get it on the day and they posted it to you afterwards. How would you feel about that? No, I, I do like being, I'm a bit like a bit of a child, what might surprise some of you. Todd. <laughs> I'm a bit like a child. I, I do like, and it was nice, uh, for the first time since COVID, um, Edinburgh, I was bruised. I was battered. I was emotional. If you watch the video, somebody put the medal over me. We didn't have that for, uh, for London the last couple of years. Because of COVID, rightly so. Oh, it was in your bag, wasn't it? Remember, they didn't give post he is because he stopped at mile 25 because he passed out. They still didn't give him his medal, even though he got to mile 25, London Marathon events. Um, and they wheeled him over the finish line and still didn't give him his uh, marathon medal. I gave him mine. Um, but the the point is, is that it was nice to be able to give you that medal. And it still goes back to that point of sports day that you've done well. Yeah. And it's that gratifying thing of having something put over in it i like that but that's just me and you know that's the way i am but some people like uh, admin today when i was uh winding her up the fact that all the jubilee medals are gone she went well, i don't really care because it's only going to go in the draw when i get home don't it, it don't matter it's, for her it was just about doing the event it's so like a personal thing isn't it yeah exactly that's again go back to my point tick the box give us an option five or more for a medal done mm. you know that that's the way i think they should go but they won't because again mm. We've got to remember, people, like anything in this world, and it's it's about making money. So fair play to them. Fair now, if we them. had any good sort of comments and bits and bobs coming from the from the floor, yeah, and, and for me, I think the the thing that resonates uh, resonates resonates even is is the point that Chris made that the medal is really symbolic of not just what you do on the day, but what you do for sixteen weeks or eighteen weeks. And if you're only planning on running one and done and you get a crappy wooden medal, I think it does take the shine off your achievement. Um, but we do it for the bling. And again, for those that stick them in the box, 
maybe you'll come back to them when you're a little bit older, a little bit grey and you can't run. And you'll look at some of that bling and go, actually, you know, I worked hard for that. So whether it's wood or whether it's metal, whether it's, you know, for me, into recycling, made out of recycled plastic. I'm sure you could come up with some fantastic designs. Yeah. Take those water bottles, recycle them, make them into yeah. medals. You know, job done, yeah. closed loop, 100% recycled. Um, yeah. You get that, it's a as athlete at whatever level they think special yeah. on that day. Uh, and it's putting that into perspective. Yeah. And for me, the wooden metal just downgrades that, I'm afraid. Um, it's going to take a lot to change my mind, I'm afraid. Someone made someone made a comment about the water bottles. Rant over. Like a few out. Someone made a uh, thing about the water bottles. My suggestion for that, put it out there, is is the um, metal cans? You know, from the you've seen the re- recycled metal cans. I don't know whether that would work, um, but using the or my other suggestion was, which and I had a, I do have some brilliant ideas, as Tobe can tell you, um, was to you know the you know you get coconut water in that like carton with a screw lid. Why don't yeah. they do that? Why don't water? Why doesn't water come in there and give us that? Because that's cardboard, isn't it? Oh, right, it's got foil on the inside. It's probably got a plastic silicone something or other coating on it but it's got to be better than the plastic and give us give us them that would that would be my but i i'm not that bothered about cups i actually go if i'm if i'm hydrating with a cup i will use that hydration station to slow down take some water on so the cup issue is not for me but little tip people make a funnel out of it clench it up bring it tight and make a funnel out of it but with the paper cups i i I personally would um I would think about it. I don't know why they've not gone down. Again, it's costing it. It's always cost. Bottom line, mm-hmm. people, it's cost. Um, Edinburgh Marathon, they looked like they were using recycled bottles. And they were taking off the lids um, and giving them to us. They were like, definitely, they actually must be recycled bottles because they had no labelling or anything on them. Yeah. Um, they might have just gone through all the bins in Edinburgh and just taken the labels off and, you know, could have been. It's like they were <laughs> moving the bins with the mileage signs on them. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was a, it was a, it was a weird Never thing. Never mind. Uh, what I'm going to do, though, Al's got me thinking, I'm going to take all my medals off because I've got, you can't see it, there's like millions of them on there. I'm just going to get get out. I'm going to put the old ones away, uh, but I'm just going to put my marathon ones up, I think, mm. um, and keep those ones out. As you say, the, the ones that where you, or like a PB one maybe where I've gone after a, a race and I, I've done. I, I keep the sh- random, but I keep the shoes. So up above me here, I've got three pairs of alpha flies um, that I know I've done certain times and I, and I keep the shoes that do the times uh, and write on them with a um, Sharpie, the time. Um, so that to me means more than the medal, but then I'm a shoe geek. Um, so, you know, there, there is that. So anyway, right. So I, I tell you what, have we got, have we got one email or two? Because we, we're nearly Let's at the have end one of email, our we're gonna try. We're trying to fight our way through the emails. You can email us at longrunshow at gmail.com anytime you like, on any subject you like. And um, we'll stick you in the queue and um, we'll get round to them. So I just want to, yeah, this one from uh, Adam Drew we'll do this week. Adam, thanks very much. Said some nice things about the podcast on the um, on the Facebook group podcast? as well over the last couple of weeks. Was it definitely this podcast he was referring to? Yeah, it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. top man. Anyway, thanks for your letter, Adam. Um, letter, cool. Old school. Old school. Email, yeah. Delivered by carrier pigeon. No. Right, he said, um, I recently got back into running. After 10 weeks off with tendonitis and COVID halfway through, I was wondering if you had any breathing tips when out there. 
I found myself really short of breath post-COVID, even when I was doing just a slow 5K. Should I breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth or vice versa? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Now, Chris, you obviously had um, sort of like issues in this sort of area, didn't you, with your operation and everything. What, what, did, what, did, what came out of that? What did you learn from that? Um, well, it's a, t- a tip I give to my runners, uh, forgetting the, the surgery that I had. Um, but we'll come on to it because I know ours on top of all over this. But uh, one tip I tell my runners is to count to four out loud. Type knows it because I use it a lot. If you're struggling with your breath, is is because a lot of a lot of runners they breathe from here, right? Because <laughs> they they get all caught up and it all yeah, it's just all at the top of it. He's pointing to the yeah, top. Yes, you, yeah, you, you want to be using neck. your pit, your stomach. Yeah, you want to be opening up the diaphragm, blah blah blah. But, but so by by using speech and talking, you're having to use the whole system, right? So by counting out loud, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. As you're going along, you're having to you're having to use the whole system. That can work, and it can also calm you down because as soon as you, you as soon as your breathing picks up and gets a bit wayward it gets worse because the anxiety kicks in and everything it, you, you know you just go off kilter so just bring it back calm down firstly slow down you're probably running too fast and then just go count out loud one two three four one two three four also you'll find that you're in you should be in tune with your step as well uh, the other way is well, good to control. Two other tips to control your breathing is um, get into the habit of ringing people on your easy runs, because again you've got to control your breathing because you're having to talk to somebody, or run with somebody and make sure you talk to them and have a full blown conversation because that will reg. No, Tobe, you're not helping me. We're trying to add some value. Tobe's shaking his head. Shaking his head. <laughs> but on a serious note, just run along and talk to someone. Chatty run. That's why we say for easy pace, chatty run. So you're regulating your breathing without knowing. You're taking that breath because you're having to talk. It slows it all down. And the other thing as well, tip I'll give you, is get in the pool. Swimming will help you regulate your breathing because if you don't breathe in the water, guess what? You drown. So there you go. Three top tips from moi. Bonjour, by the way, to our Francais listeners. We're massive in France. Al, over to you. Yeah, a couple of things to add. Um, Chris has alluded to it, but pace is important in terms of determining health. And obviously the advice is keep breathing. So if you are going at that slow, steady pace, in through out for the mouth is going to be, you know, probably the most comfortable way to do it. If you are doing faster runs, you want to be grabbing as much oxygen as you can. Probably in through the, the mouth and out through the mouth is going to be the most effective way of grabbing that amount of of, of oxygen you need the other thing about the diaphragm which is kind of where chris was pointing to his stomach um and it takes a little bit of training to kind of get used to diaphragm breathing that will really hurt if you suffer from stitches so diaphragm breathing will help overcome stitches so a couple of other tips there but yeah totally agree about swimming i you know i came back from just the action in inverted commas um and swimming is kind of helping me and i'm going to carry on that um and yeah, it then ties into the heart rate zones as well. So there's a lot of linkage there between how you breathe, <laughs> how you control your pace, and, and everything else. Uh, so I've just seen Chris a comment. So funny. Have, have you seen a comment that just came in? Yeah, Maria Sayer. 
50 episodes, amazing work. Well done, 50 episodes, and Al still has connection issues. <laughs> Sorry, Al. I, could, I didn't realise I was not on mute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it, is it Maria? Oh, Maria. That's, yeah, best, that's the best comment, 50 of show, yeah. yeah. I make you right on that. But, Maria, be fair, we've actually talked a little bit about running for the last five minutes. So we did. Mm. <laughs> that's what's worrying them. I'll tell you what, it, it, actually, this was quite good for a 50th show, boys, right? We've done, we've ticked a lot of boxes, you think about it, right? We've taken a mickey out of Toby. Al's been ridiculed by the listeners. Wilco, um, I can't remember what you did, but you're just awesome as always. I'm just here, mate. Yeah, it's just here pulling it all together. We spoke, we ranted and raved about a couple of things, moaned about the cost of stuff. Um, have I had a go at anyone? No, I made some cheeky, snidey comments about London Marathon events, which is a running theme. Oh, I've not hammered Brooks from being from 1987. We'll get that in. Um, but pretty much. And we've added five minutes of running value to our mm. listeners. So actually, I think. We haven't really mentioned the V word either. No, we've not mentioned the V. No, I mentioned it earlier. I'm going back. I'm going yeah, back. but we haven't like really gone on about it. No, we've not, we've not mentioned that. So we've done that as well. So we've ticked all the boxes, I think, this week, boys. For yeah. the fifth year. I just wanted to read this comment I saw from Super Chappy 1992 on YouTube. Mm. I like this. Last week, I mentioned about the lack of motivation to train for races after a long absence. But I did my first race last Sunday, and the buzz of race day just came rushing back. Awesome. Brilliant. Man. That's what it's all about, mate. That's what, yeah. yeah I, started, there. I started the video today. Uh, that comes out tomorrow. Oh, by the way, big plug before we finish, before you all ch- turn off. Sunday, watch Plane versus Train. It's not running related. It's just hilarious. It's us racing up to Edinburgh. But I said it at the start of the video that's coming out tomorrow. It's all about, and I got, actually, it's a great way to finish. I go back to my point, what I said at the front end of today's live stream and podcast about life being too short. You know, you can get told at any time that you're, you've got to get off the horse, right? And, and you're done. And, You've got to go out there with the mindset that we get one go at this. You know, you're only on the dance floor for as long as they keep you know the lights down low. So just go out there and just have the best time ever. We did today. We will continue to have the best time ever. We will continue to muck about on here and have fun and and and, and enjoy what we do. And mm-hmm. and I can't emphasize enough. And it's a great way to finish the show, people. Like like Super Chappy just had the best best race ever he just loved it so yeah just that's keep what it's all living about. it people just keep so living. yeah so don't get too hit up about oh i didn't Tired get this i didn't that. get that everything went wrong it's all gone you've got so much fun and games to carry on with and to do later on thank you again everybody for joining us on uh, friday night and it and even if you couldn't give up your jubilee celebrations and you decided to catch us up with us on a podcast on your usual providers on spotify amazon and um Apple, please keep uh, please keep listening and please keep reviewing and uh, you know giving it giving us a boost and a rating you know and we do accept positive criticism we quite like to take on board whatever you have to say we will be back next week when we'll be looking forward to the South End Half Marathon which is next week I'm making my debut down there I'm really looking forward to it it's going to be a cracking event hopefully the sun is shining it's not too hot nice little sea breeze that'd be quite nice but um, so enjoy your running this weekend. And take care, everybody, and we shall see you next week. So, titles.
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.